Welcome to the AI on Action podcast, the show where we break down the hype and highlight the practical benefits of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence on our everyday lives. Subscribe to the podcast, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any Android podcast of choice. Hello, welcome once again to the AI in Action podcast. My name is Mark Kelly. Today's episode, I sit down with Anthony O'Neill, who's the director of AIR's Analytics Center of Excellence. The center was launched in 2015 with the aim to build a sustainable competitive advantage for AIR through commercial insight and understanding drivers of value in the market. Over the course of the next 15 minutes or so, we'll learn about how Anthony became interested in data analytics, what attracted him to working with AIR, and how he actually tell us about the launch of the Center of Excellence, and also how it was a game changer for how AIR uses data analytics. Later, he'll discuss some of the challenges AIR's data analytics team face, using data to understand and deliver what the customers want, prioritize what to focus on, and how to actually stay ahead of the competition. Finally, Anthony will tell us about what's in store for the future of AIR, the current rollout of a gigabit of broadband that across every home in Ireland, and also he gives his opinions on where he believes data science is heading over the next couple of years. I hope you enjoy listening to today's episode, so without further ado, let's get on with the show. Anthony, you're very, very welcome onto the show today. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your background uh, before you actually joined AIR? I started my career in the United States, actually, I started my uh, career in the area of market research and uh, customer insight. I then, I was in New York at the time and I did a master's in computer information systems and got really interested in working with data. So I suppose for me, the uh, intersection between um, the, that curiosity from research and the kind of uh, computerization and database uh, training you know, kind of set me up for, I suppose, a career look, looking in the air, whole area of analytics and um, data science. And how did you come to join AIR? So I, I was working in, I, I worked initially in Vodafone, then I moved to O2, and, and a role came up in AIR, which was a really exciting role, which was, uh, I suppose, they were investing heavily in the whole area of, of insights and analytics. Um, and they were looking for someone to lead lead a team there. So it just looked like a really um, compelling opportunity. And tell me a little bit of background of how, how AIR uses data science, data analytics, and, and what are you looking to achieve with all the data? Yeah, I mean, I suppose the telecoms industry in general is drowning in data. It, it has almost um, so much data around that it can be confusing and hard to work with at, at, at times. And I mean, if you look at what's happened to our sector as well, we used to be um, a single play, you know, kind of uh, industry. And now we've gone into quad play. A lot of telcos are buying media companies and there's an ever more complexity to work with. So the pe- people who can help make sense of, of that complexity and help the business make better decisions under, under those uh, ever increasing and challenging uh, conditions uh, are the analysts and the data scientists and I think that's that's where we, we played a role. And having launched the Analytics Centre of Excellence in 2015, how did that change the game for AIR when it came to managing and analysing customer data? I, I think it was, it was key because before uh, we had the Centre of Excellence, we had a groups of analysts dotted around the organization and they were all working away but no one group had the scale to take on and sponsor big projects you know uh, new dashboarding um, tools extending the enterprise data warehouse uh, investing in 
propensity analysis tools and data science tools, visualization tools, mapping tools, data matching tools. And I suppose getting everybody together also creates uh, create a community of analysts and we all could learn off one another and it just the you know the transfer of knowledge really ex- accelerated in terms of how to do things and it also meant that we could then start to push back the, the more mundane stuff to the to machines and try and focus on the more interesting stuff tell me about some of the toughest challenges that your data science teams face I think one of the big challenges that we have, and it's kind of one of the, I suppose, byproducts of centralization, it's trying to stay close to the business. Because I suppose when, when, you, when you are uh, st- embedded in the business, that, that isn't the problem. Well, you know, the worry is that you know, with a central team that you, you, you get ivory tired. You, you, so one of the big things that we do is make a concerted effort to spend time on our customers' floors, you know, a couple of days a week. We, you know, attend the daily sales meetings and just try and really stay close to the business. Another big challenge that we have is that, you know, there's always more demand than supply. And we always have people trying to push us on to the, to the next thing and the next thing. You know, in that dynamic, the temptation is to, um, to just push out the data without really taking the time to interpret the data. I mean... My, my thing is that people, I think, remember stories and, and, and narratives. They don't really remember data points. So if, if, you, if we don't take the time to link the data to, you know, the, the commercial opportunities and risks, then, you know, we won't connect with, with our stakeholders. So, so preserving that time to really get that visualization right or really get that story straight with our customers is, is something that, that you know, we, we, you know it's, it's, it's a real challenge. I've, I've seen from companies that have got their data process right and some companies that have got a data process wrong. And the ones that get it right have got really strong stakeholder management. They've got really clear objectives about what they want to do with the data and actually what's their key reasons for actually starting off the analytics process and what are they trying to drive. Have you come together to try to create those type of systems and processes as well to stop people probably creating data lakes and going down different journeys? Yeah, I mean, it comes back, it certainly comes back to process is key. And we have processes around you know, how do you do propensity modeling, CRISP DM, do you know, we have processes around how do we take an analytics brief because that you know, whether you take a good brief or a bad brief can make a huge difference in terms of, what, you know, whether you, you really solve the problem. That Because what the customer is asking for may not be the, the real issue, may not be the kernel as to what they're asking. So absolutely, processes is, uh, so, so, and that's one of the, I suppose, again, one of the positive things about having the COE is that you can take the time to standardize that and agree across the teams and put the effort into into creating standardized processes. Yeah, because sometimes people can believe you just got a magic red button, you press, you're going to get all these different insights, but the process and getting the data right and actually managing those data process could be up to 80% of your time in some cases uh, to actually then have meaningful um, relationships that you can actually determine or infer from. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm a huge believer in that. That whole, the process around the brief itself, you know, you know, we don't, 
in an extreme case, we'll take a, a request by email, but, but that by its nature, that's a one-way process of communication. You don't get to you know, probe and I really ask, you know, what's the context of the, of the question? Where did it arise? Why, what problem are you trying to solve? And, and you, you know, you can, when you have that conversation, you, you're much more empowered to make a much more meaningful contribution to the, to the business stakeholder who's asking the question. So you're getting in all these different types of structured and unstructured uh, data at any one time. How do you start to prioritize which is the most important challenges to try to focus on? It's a very tough one. And one, one of the things that we do is that we sit down with our key stakeholder groups and we, you know, we agree a roadmap. And just because I, one of the risks with analytics is that you, you, you spend all your time chasing the rabbits, if you like, and you, you, you never get to uh, focus on, on a more important question, I suppose. And uh, so we uh, have the regular prioritization meeting. And that doesn't mean that the priorities don't change, but we know what our big things are to achieve in the quarter. And, and at least then we can tick those off and you know, remember what the day job is, remember what the focus is, is on. And yeah, we'll, of course, we'll stay till, you know, whenever o'clock to, to get the urgent thing out. But we, we know what we're coming back to and, and, and to, we're trying to achieve. And so using data analytics, how does AIR ensure that they stay ahead of the competition and what makes you stand out from the rest? I think, uh, I suppose our, our, our mission is to you know, bring competitive advantage to air through better data analytics. Um, um, some, some, sometimes that means, uh, I suppose, using analytics in areas that you wouldn't traditionally have used them, be they in, in HR or capital optimization, or, or uh, you know, you know, of course, you do the regular stuff like churn prediction and best products and analysis, propensity analysis, but it's but we. We, I, I think where we're, we hope we're making the contribution is that we're, we're adding commercial insight right across the organization and affecting more and more decisions um, in, in, in the organization. And tell me a little bit about what's in store for your analytics center of excellence in the near future. And have you any interesting projects that you'd like to share with the listeners? What we're trying to, one of the key things that we're trying to do is keep our skills up to date because, you know, the whole area of data analytics is so dynamic and, you know, skills in, you know, things like mapping or data matching or Python or, or you know, it's, it's key for everybody that their skills, skills basis is, is kept current. Um, in terms of, in terms of things that we're working on, I mean, one of the things that we're looking at at the moment is, I suppose moving out of the area where we, we, we have traditional solid data sources to more, more intangible um, traditional decisions. And so one of the things that we're looking at there is um, you know, marketing optimization, for example, trying to understand what pro- propositions are most powerful, what, what media are most deterministic of sales, and what are the other things that, for example, drive sales, be they weather patterns, to competitive spends, to really get to the bottom of, uh, to understand what, you know, what's driving our market. 
And you're at the moment, you're, you're nearly halfway through it, but you're in a big, big project. You've got over 300,000 households. They're actually doing a gigabit of fiber. Can you tell me a little bit about that process and the, the impact that it's gonna have around the rest of the country? We're nearly at the midpoint now of, of, of that rollout. And, you know, that is, is bringing, you know, gigabit fiber to uh, parts of the country that, that, that never had those speeds before. Um, that uh, that unlocks uh, unlocks potential, obviously commercial potential, for the for the organisation, but also um, hel- helps us, you know, deliver a much better experience to the customers than we that we have, you know, uh, and we can give a much more, you know, a higher quality products and 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 offer a competitive bundle to those. Um, customers where we weren't in a position really to, to do that before. I, I think it opens up so many different avenues for people to work from home, commerce, especially into regions that didn't have that access before. It really gives them an avenue to market that could completely be a game changer. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's it, it really has uh, been a, a game changer for, for those areas where who have had access to, to that to that rollout. This is a, always a challenging question to ask, but where do you see the future of data science heading in the next couple of years? I, I think um, we, we will see um, um, wider deployment of data science and analytics uh, capability w- within, I suppose, more functions within the organisation. So I, I mentioned HR, I mentioned capital investment. I, I think we'll see data science being brought to bear on more decisions because I, I think it, it's demonstrably changing um, the, the, the more commercial functions. Obviously, I, I think the trend to the cloud is going to bring more agility and scalability and, and also take away some of the drudgery of, of, of some, of the, some of the work. Uh, I think dashboards and more data democratization, just as well as, as when the end users are becoming more skilled and, and literate in, in, in the use of data. Uh, but I do think, I mean, one of the compelling things I think is, is the skills, the softer skills, um, you know, the commercial insight skills, the storytelling skills, the ability to uh, visualization skills. I think they will come more to the forefront as the as the discipline matures, if you like, uh, because they are the things that really um, you know can can drive sustainable su- success. Anthony, thank you very much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's all for this episode of AI in Action. Hope you really enjoyed it. If you'd like to stay updated with all the latest podcasts, then please head over to the website aiinaction.ie and subscribe to the newsletter to get the podcast delivered straight to your inbox. Finally, I'd like to take the time to let you know about the AI Awards. We're now looking for applications from academia and industry professionals to apply. Set up in 2018, the AI Awards are a not-for-profit business, community-led initiative that was set up to celebrate the best in artificial intelligence and data science in Ireland. Our focus is to support the AI community by recognising the hard work and dedication of those working in the field of AI, data science and machine learning. We see this as a fantastic opportunity to showcase your work and skills to the AI community on the island of Ireland and also help raise the profile of Ireland as a destination for AI investment. Winning an award brings industry-wide recognition, raises your company profile and increases awareness of your brand and product. Applications take only a couple of minutes, so go ahead. Apply today at www.aiawards.ie. 
Thanks for listening and I'll catch you again next week.